All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the Three Nose Podcast. Oh, bitter patter. Let's get at her. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, um, feeling parched. <laughs> it's cold cotton mouth. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, hi, welcome to Three Notes Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're still at my place, so weird setup. And It's not a weird you know, setup. Yeah, How is weird. it a weird setup? Yeah, it just feels weird. And, uh, Why? Um, Why does oh, it feel weird? It's your fucking I, I apologize house. to anyone listening if this, that this wall, this won't set anything off, but uh, hey, Google, turn off Rhett. Oh, you, you smartened up your house, did you? Yeah, a little bit, and I forgot to turn off that TV box. All right. Was it distracting? I didn't want to get sued. I didn't want to get sued by J Lo. Oh, he would hate for that to happen. Exactly, J Lo was right over your shoulder. Jenny on the block with her lawyers. Yeah. Uh, so hey, um, hey, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's look at these. <laughs> yeah, giant bags of wine gums. That yeah, my my wife just dropped off. She pillages her work. Yeah, for stuff like this, you know, she needs stuff to fill the candy dishes, right? Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of candy dishes. Okay, yeah, but the one was just a bowl of sugar. <laughs> they all are. Well, okay, but one was just sugar, so in yeah. a spoon. Well, okay. Same thing. That so. happens. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. That happens. Okay. All right. You know, sugar bowl. You know, one I know lump, one what lump a sugar two, bowl. That kind of shit. I know what a sugar bowl okay. is. Okay. <laughs> it's not just the football. Trust game. me, I know what a fucking sugar bowl is. Amen. <laughs> God damn. What are you drinking? The usual uh grower's pair. Yeah? Yeah. I got a uh, I don't I don't venture. I got a scotch ale tucked away in the sleeping bag right here. Um hey, here's a question. For a Okay, let's say Where's the bowl of chocolates over here last time? Um, it's over that way, about four feet that way. Oh God, that's too far. Um, so hypothetically, if Hypoth- someone had a twelve pack of beer, okay, this that's been sitting around for a year and a half. This does not sound like a hypothetical, but is it? Is it taste? Would it still taste alright? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, perfect. Royal Rumble. I got a twelve pack of, of uh, puppers. No <laughs> great. Okay. So, yeah, still been sitting on. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as that, long as it didn't get boiled or frozen, it's been at the exact same spot for. It's fine. It's fine. It's maybe moved three feet. Okay, so it wasn't a hypothetical. No. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Why. I know why. Um, there's never the answer to why do, am I rambling and blah blah blah. It's always the same answer. Well, we know. We've been doing this for a while. We understand what's going on. So, hey, what do you want you want to talk about that thing right next to you even though this is an audio podcast? Yeah, this thing. Uh my parents um having to downsize and eliminate some stuff and they found some treasures and that one there in particular, 1997 Special Olympics Ontario Torch Run Provincial Games. Special Olympics, yeah. Um, but what was most interesting is the artist. Yeah, we'll. I'm gonna take a take a picture of this, and uh, the artist. I can send you the pictures that I sent you. Sure, you can do that. Yeah, or I'll, I, 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 can, I'll, uh, oh, I could just do this. Okay, keep talking. You do your thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so me. it's a friend of ours 
by the name of Jeff Scamahorn. Oh, look at that. My uh, face recognition software is picking up one of the faces. Oh, really? Yep. That's creepy. <laughs> and it's really creepy if you post it somewhere and it gets tagged. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like auto tagged. That ain't cool. Listen. Steve just DMCA'd us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, apparently it's a print of some original Jeff Scammerhorn art. Yeah. Is there... um, apparently Is there... obtained from a charity auction or, or of some sorts. Huh. Okay, there's a certificate of authenticity on the back of this thing. Yep. Title, Heroes of the Game, limited edition, 1997, artist, Jeff Scamahorn, artist proof, artist's proofs, 50, year of release, October 1996, total signed edition, 2047. Huh. Huh. Wow. That man has so many layers. Does he not... He like he's a Renaissance man. If they're absolutely he fits the description of a Renaissance man to a T. He's he's honestly, <laughs> I and this, this is not meant to sound like a slight in any way, but he is probably the most interesting person that I know. It's not a slight when you call somebody <laughs> interesting. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want you to be offended, you know, dude. You know, but. Well, but at least you you understand. You know this one. So Okay. Yeah. I'm, he's I'm, just I'm a fan of the man too. So. Every time every time we're around him, it, there's a, he's got another interesting story or yeah. a take on situations, you know, that Well, he said uh, yeah. he spent thirty years as a as a cop. You tend to see a bunch of shit that goes down. Yeah. Back in the day. And and near the tail back half of his career he was an intelligence cop <laughs> so <laughs> so his, he saw others he saw the behind the scenes shit that nobody sees yeah so so yeah he, he's 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 been around the block he's done a few things and, and it's because he's been around the block and he's done some and seen some things yeah. that uh, he'll never be on this podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, because he's even said we do not have enough structure in our podcast <laughs> for him. So he he's a very list oriented fella. Yep. So I, I I can perfectly understand that. Yeah. No, he he I we talked about doing a show, me and him. Yeah. Uh talking about um the political situation, what's going on and stuff like that. Okay. And I go, okay, yeah, cool. I'm down with that. I, I'll do the artistic end of it. You figure out plot of format and everything. And I had no doubt in my mind he was he was about ready to do this. Mm -hmm. And then much like a few other things, something else caught his attention ah. and he backburnered the show. And then it's just like everything kind of fell off of, of that. Mm -hmm. So... I could probably bring it up again, and he will go, "Oh yeah, let's do that." And it's got to jingle the keys. Yeah. So it's everything that we've talked about, me and him, uh, 
it's definitely had structure behind it. Mm. It has to have the structure. He's he's not. He does not like a free floating, uh, off the cuff type thing. Mm-hmm. He has. He's very regimented. That's the thing, and everything that he does has to fit in a certain order. Whereas me and you will bounce off everything, and I can just see this, especially when the three of us are together, and me and you just start bouncing stuff. I can see his tolerance level falling, yeah, off a cliff. Yeah, when we like, when we start a, a deeper dive on the pop culture stuff, right? He, he tends has to no yeah. fucking idea yeah. or want to know. His, so his the no of pop culture is a very narrow window. Yeah, right. Like he appreciates pop culture for what it is yeah he appreciates the passion right that's absolutely that's what it is yeah. he appreciates anything that anyone gets passionate about he appreciates yeah so it's uh he, he like you said he's a very interesting man yeah and and this to find out he's also a sketch artist is wow it's, it's just one of those like when you when you post when you sent me the picture the first time mm-hmm um, and he goes check the bottom, like check the signature on the bottom. I looked at it, and went, "There's no fucking." <laughs> and then, like the more I thought about it, I went, "Yeah, fucking way." <laughs> That's of course he did that. So I I so want to send him the pictures, but I also want to just surprise him. Yeah, I just want to. You know, next next time we get together, which we really got to put that together soon. Uh, well, not this week. I want to. No, no. I mean, I don't mean in a week, but I mean like we need to f- try and make it happen within yeah. the next month. Like, what we need to do, and he what he really liked is when we went to go see Violent Night, and we went to uh, Cocaine Bear is coming. Cocaine Bear is coming. Cocaine he, Bear is a month away. He is. He was giddy about that <laughs> that concept. So, well, Cocaine Bear is coming. So. Yeah, we can. We that's definitely got to happen. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think Cocaine Bear was my number four of my most anticipated. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it scored pretty high. Yeah, the like the trailers that I've seen of that of Cocaine Bear is just like this is the most ridiculous goddamn thing. But, but. But it's the fact that it is actually inspired by true events, right? And it does not does not deter me wanting to go see this in any <laughs> no. way, shape, or form. Like, there was a bear that ate a bunch of cocaine. Yeah, that happened. The bear, the real bear, died. Yeah. So <laughs> this bear, this uh-uh. bear, this bear has ninety <laughs> minutes to wreak havoc. <laughs> <laughs> chasing the ambulance I, I he's catching up to the ambulance well he's full of cocaine he's said lots of energy those bears yeah when they get so, on the coke <laughs> yeah that one that's just gonna be such a fun ride it is like, no um, way in hell that's coming to chatham no no, <laughs> no way no, in no. hell besides i wouldn't want to see it in chatham oh no that's, oh that's absolutely a road not. trip one for sure yeah I, uh, oh definitely Definitely. Like I, I honestly because I want to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings and well, there is that <laughs> to get get some get some Buffalo Wild Wings and then go take in fucking cocaine bear. That's that's just a good lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see any negative involved in in that idea. One might say it's a perfect plan. 
Yeah, almost. 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 The only, I said, the only way to make it more perfecter would be get the, the entire crew. Yes. There's the, there's the key. So maybe we should start throwing it out. Yeah. Hey, reminder, guys. This is coming. You, you, we, can, we can only do what we can do. Yep. And it's up to everybody else that. Mm-hmm. If they, Life if gets they in the way. It does. Fine. I get it. I get it. So. What do you got? What do you got? Mmm. <laughs> Bologna grilled cheese. Oh, that's right in there. Yeah. Gourmet gourmet dinner. Oh, so I didn't I didn't make her dinner. Speaking of grilled cheese. <laughs> Parker comes up to me the other day. He goes, Oh, you want to see something that's awesome? I went, Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> He's got a box in his oh, hand. Coming from a, from any of your kids. <laughs> you just I you just don't know where that's going to go. That's fine by me. The, the options are endless Absolutely. in your family. That's Absolutely. So, which is, that's amazing. So he's got his box in his hand. He goes, you want to see something awesome? Yes. Opens up the box. And it's this big. It's a sandwich. Okay, that's got to be a good eight inches. Yeah. The reason it's... That's what she said. Nah, that's, <laughs> no, that's what you told her. That's eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> so... The reason it's that big is it is a hamburger. Oh, God. But the buns are grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Yes. This is <laughs> this this falls in the category of just because you can doesn't mean you should. But wait, there's oh, more. Oh, of course. He got one of the other options. <laughs> the other option was a hamburger with... Fried mac mac and cheese buns. I've seen that. Yeah, that's at uh, Craves. Craves. Yeah. yeah, is that where they do this that's grilled cheese one too? That one. Yeah, of course so they do. Never. They're gonna pop up on diners, drive-ins, and dives one of these days. I would hope so. I would like, hope so. They, that, I just got a feeling. Yeah. I. He goes. Do you want a bite? And went. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how was it? I said it just. Trying to get it out of the box, trying to get my 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 thumbs under to to lift this thing up without it losing structural integrity. <laughs> That's the problem. It is. It is. It's a novelty, but it's not a realistic thing to be eaten. Uh, it was the most delicious thing I'd put in my mouth in a long time. <laughs> really? It was fantastic. Really? He was up there. He goes, yeah, I got a, I got the ketchup bottle out of the fridge. I, every time I go to take a bite, I squirt a little ketchup <laughs> on it like this. <laughs> I was like, that is so good. So that just means I have to go to Craves one of these days. Yeah. And get, I, the, get the mac and cheese bun one too, because I guess what it does, they, they form it, the mac and cheese into a bun esque shape uh-huh. then the deep fry it yeah to hold i, I think I've, i might have had that or yeah. i've had something similar to it yeah i know i've uh we've had the uh we call them i think they're called the maze balls at uh kelsey's oh which yeah. are mac and cheese balls yeah, yeah, yeah and they're really good yeah so the concept i can understand yeah it just doesn't sound like that doesn't interest me no no i would figure a stoner like no. you would, this was like right in your wheelhouse because this is the, the chef was obviously a stoner. I and don't. This is the stuff that he made when after. I don't doubt that. Just no, I'm not that big of a fan of a mac and cheese type of thing like that. Huh. The right. the balls are great, but that's good enough. I don't yeah. need a whole bun. <laughs> that's that's just gonna rip apart as soon as you start eating two buns. That's still it's gonna rip apart. Yeah. 
Well, you just put it on a plate. Eat it like <laughs> now you're eating it with a fork and knife. Right. You've, you've, it's no longer a burger. It's just it's a a mash. Casserole. Call it a casserole. casserole. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, but I, I he, he gave me a bite of this. I was like, oh, that's so good. I am. I've been, and I have not said this to Crystal yet, so I know she can hear me since she's only five feet away. Um, I have been craving the works again. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, something to almost scratch that itch. <clears throat> Sons of Kent has a smash burger. Really? Oh yes, my friend. Oh, I've. Actually, heard good things about food there. I've just yes. never been. Yeah, they have they have a Reuben sandwich that's just massive and delicious. And the smash burger is a new thing that they have on their menu. Like they they've really expanded their kitchen menu, and the Reuben and the smash burger right up there. They got like fish tacos as well. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I think that's what I've ha- had somebody buzzing about at work. Yeah, I think it was the fish tacos. But. And while we're on the topic of food, <laughs> we went to uh, me and Mags split a uh, a poutine from uh, Dog Days. Okay, burnt end brisket. Oh, oh, this is so good. Oh. It is. I've, so I've had good. Dog Days. I think once. Yeah, like I, and I went strictly to try the ribs because that's where Mm. where i gotta start um and it was okay it was good um it's still the trailer parkers is the better rib for me yeah but it it was good but i didn't try anything else from there yeah jenks's menu is uh i used to work with jeff jenkins the guy that owns dog days okay so i went in there the one day uh now is this at their new place this is at the new place they finally got a a brick and mortar yeah, they sat over the old Flapjacks yep. location, right? Yep. Uh, I go in there. Jeff's in there, obviously. Um, one of my old supervisors from work is working there. And uh, two other retirees show up there. It's like um, it's like a bunch of retired cops opening up a donut shop. Right, right. <laughs> That's about it. And they're just like, holy cow, this place seems popular with the boys. So... <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, but the food, factory workers opened up a greasy spoon. What? what? <laughs> Who would have thought that would be popular? But yeah, we went there for breakfast the one day. Oh, so good! Yeah, we're gonna have to check it out. Yeah. We, it's not, it. You know, gotta let the crowd buzz down. I think if it will, if it will. Well, there, therein lies the problem because he's a victim of his own success. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a small joint. No. He ran out of food. Oh, shit. He sold out of all the food that he had oh, over the weekend. Same thing happened to Trailer Parkers. Right. right. They weren't prepared for yeah, weren't victims prepared of their for own the success. Rest. And it so. took Trailer Parkers, like, I think about a month. And I don't know how many more <laughs> smokers right. to be able to start keeping up the demand. Right. So, And now he's got, like, I think this massive big honking thing. Yeah. He's huge. He's, he's Trailer Parkers has got quite the setup. I don't know where uh, Jeff has his smokers at. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Right, because I don't think he has them in house. Oh no! But what? Can you see behind there? Yeah, that backs right onto the the train tracks. The right, via. so you can see it from Sobeys. Right, should be. So is to. it 
Is it back there and you just never noticed? Uh, that could be a possibility. Or, or he has another location for his smokers and he just brings everything. Yeah, off site. You think that'd be that'd be a, a struggle a bit? Yes, it would. But if that's what you got to work yeah. with, there's the one thing he did have on his menu. I can't wait to get my fucking greasy little paws on. He has like a, a smoked bologna sandwich. Oh, and a the hunk of bologna is like two inches thick. Oh, and I was like, oh. Look at that. Hmm, I don't know. Like, I like bologna, but I don't know if that might be I did a bologna on the barbecue once. I highly suggest you try that. So what you do. It's, it's just it's 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 just too ham quality, and I'm just mm. not as much of on ham. No, no, no. But it but when you when you do it on a barbecue or, or a smoker, it changes it all together. So you score everything, then you put your binder on it, then you put your seasoning on it, especially like with with the barbecue, I just did it, did that, and I threw it on there, and you just roll it over every once in a while for how long? Until it's done, you'll know. You'll just look like internal temperature or something like that. But yeah, try that one on for size. If you like, your wife just made a fried bologna sandwich, so bologna is on the menu around here. So <laughs> that's a go to. Yeah. So try it. Try that. Okay, I have to check that out. I've never bought a, a like a log of bologna. Yeah, you just start small. You don't have to buy a, no. Well, I have to a, a branch of. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. Don't go for like the giant football. Nope, nope. Not, not even for Super Bowl Sunday. Are you going to do that for Super Bowl Sunday? Hell no! I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> Got a smoker outside. Not mine. No. But. There's actually a couple of them out there now. Oh, <laughs> you, you can do a whole meal. Showing up with another one. I don't know where it came from, and but he's. I think he's just building a collection. Hmm. So, nice. There was one I saw. Are you building a collection of smokers, guy? Yeah. Are you building a collection of smokers? No. I'm not. Are you, are you doing like a test drive? Like here's the one versus pit, the other. Pit boss. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's it called? An offset smoker? Yeah, it's an offset natural wood smoker. An offset natural wood smoker. So mm-hmm. anybody interested, <laughs> reach out. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so let's move on to the we next got the treasure here. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. My parents um, did a, a thing. Um, they had a couple of them because they did. A, a, so it's a, just a collage, a collection. How'd you get my couch? <laughs> Dude, it was like the thing. How'd you get my wood paneling? It was like the 70s yeah. decor. How'd you get yeah. my linoleum? I have that exact linoleum in my Everybody kitchen. did. Yeah. <laughs> because they were only came in like two colors. That's true, too. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a... How'd you get my haircut? This is like a... <laughs> what is that? A 10 by 12 frame kind of thing? Uh, it's, it's a big ass frame. No, that's that's a, that's a 12 by 14 easy. 12 by 14 yeah. of just a whole bunch of pictures of me as a kid. Yep. From baby on up. Yes, you are. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a flashback to... He's got guns. Eras I don't remember <laughs> at all. 
Um, they also had one of the same of my sister. Yeah. And then they had there was a big one of just friends and family and you know a couple other like family portraits and stuff. <laughs> but they gave me that one here that of all mine. You really digging that Return of the Jedi thing? Oh hell's yeah! There you yeah, go. A jam in the day. Oh look! And mom there. also found my first oh. kicks. Walking shoes. Air Jordan. Feel the rigidity on them bad boys. Oh my god. Those were walking shoes. Yes, they were. Those were ankle breaking shoes. Mom mom said that those were such a pain in the ass to polish because you had to keep them polished. Yes, you did. Like oh but yeah, she uh she found my old kicks. Bonnie Stewart. I don't even know if they'd fit my big toe. <laughs> Made in Canada. That's how you know it's old. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie. St- okay, do you know? I don't know anything about I'm name. pretty sure I know exactly where these ones came from. Really? They might have been. No, that was before. I was going to say uh, Kitty Cobbler. The kid's oh, shoe store. Very possible. My mom. Your mom might have sold my mom those shoes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's possible. Small, it's, small it, town. It is a very distinct possibility. My mother sold your mom, tried to jam your <laughs> your little piggies into these things, and she pressed down and said, "Oh yeah, those fit perfectly." And yep. there you go, out the door you went. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Memories. So what else you got? And then there's this. Oh, and this, no. I saved this for last. Now this is going to go a little somewhere, but I'm going to be refraining from going that deep right now. But uh, so it's a photo album, yeah. but it's not a photo album. This was a school project. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what grade I because um, I don't know the teacher. Is the the teacher did not sign the note here. There's no year or anything indicating. Or? No, no, there's nothing. There's just uh, my my beautiful stencil work pictures oh. from my life by Jason Bashart. Oh, that's a very retrospective. Uh... Yep. And right off the bat, there's that the newly minted Jason picture right there. Fresh out of the 3D printer. Yep, right there. You know, all plasticky and shit. Yep, looking. Looks like, give me the ball, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> Fuck no. Your dad's probably going like, my boy, you'll be a sports star. Um, So, yeah, and so there's, oh. there we are, you know. How'd, kid, you, get, how'd you get my kid picked? Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, so yeah, you got all these. There, there, there I am looking all dapper and yeah. sweatery and all that. You Your know. kids don't look anything like you. They did as babies, though. All I was three being, of them identical. Okay. This is Xander. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my junior kindergarten class in Blessed Sacrament. Oh, wow. When Blessed Sacrament had a school. Well, okay, what, what's the year then? <coughs> if that's junior, junior JK or JK. 1979. So there you go. So. No, that's not when I did this project. No, no, no. This is just. But this, that this. should give you an idea of the timeline. Like, there's a news article, uh, or me get, doing a CPR class somewhere. There I am. Yeah. I was in the Awfully paper. young be- teach kid how to do CPR. Well, awful responsibility. Now there's me at 13. Okay. So, it. What grade would I have been at 13? 13. Uh, well, you start the well, you're at JK there, so that's like four. Um, that would have been five. Five, yep. Okay, so 
So, so add one, uh, grade one, six, grade. Oh, no, kindergarten. I had, oh, six, I had kindergarten, then grade six, one. Seven. Two. Eight. Three. Nine. Four. Ten. Five. Eleven. Six. Twelve. Seven. Thirteen. So, seven. Yep. Wow. Then, yeah, this is even worse than I thought. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. Because, okay? right. you know, it's it's going on pretty good here. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, there's a picture of when we went to a pumpkin patch. And I don't even remember who that girl's name is. But I do remember that for years, anyone who saw that picture was, is that your girlfriend? And me going, no, no, I don't like girls. Um, So now I get into class pictures. Okay. Right? Then I get into family. Yeah, yeah. So some family pictures. Now there's some missing because those pictures got returned. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you've you've got a file card with information on each yep. of the pictures. Yeah, on some of them, because those pictures are gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now we're into the friends and family part? Yes. Ooh, gets a little thin. What happened there? So, I'm going to let you read that. Okay. If you can. I know it's, it might be hard to read. Jason, you got off to an excellent start and then petered off. I think you could have done a lot more writing using the guidelines you were given. 22 out of... I don't know, but that does not sound good nope. considering that's a lot of empty. Yeah. Pictures of my, from my life. So, again, I don't, I'm not diving too deep into this, but what that tells me is I have always been this way. <laughs> <laughs> Start strong, peter out. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. I said I started that trend a long okay. time ago. These pictures somebody else took of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So with your friends and family and stuff like that, you gotta have to rely on. Holy cow! Look at that pedophile. <laughs> anyway, you have to rely on. Somebody... <laughs> I am not gonna even comment on what picture you're looking at. <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in, in the remotely in any trouble. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, your girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> no, but you're relying on other people's pictures, yeah, to flesh this out. So maybe, just maybe. You just couldn't get pry the pictures from the cold dead hands. I assure you that was not the case. No? No, hell no. Oh. Procrastinator, lifelong. Ah, uh, that would do it. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, that just but that just showed that the trend started a long, long time ago. Well, it's not a trend, it's a uh lifestyle at this point in time <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, but uh, pretty interesting though and you know trying to think back to some of those pictures how'd you get my track suit son of a <laughs> it was a popular popular look back in the uh, day hey, it certainly was that there is, uh, her name was rosemary franson yeah she was like a big sister to me for a number of years when my mom worked at japan camera center in the mall okay yeah her sister is named yvonne franson Really? Yes. Yvonne Franson, local celebrity because she won a bronze medal in Taekwondo at the Seoul Korea Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, the first time Taekwondo it, became No, a, it was, I believe, still a demonstration sport. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, she won a bronze medal, and I've, I've felt it, I've touched it, I've worn it Ooh. for a moment. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you run around her house? I'm a Taekwondo star. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> but she showed us uh, one of her fights, and might have only had the one, but she, uh, she showed me one, the one fight, her yep. last fight. The one that she got the medal on? Well, yeah. She's got the bronze, remember? <laughs> no, they usually go. Well... No, no I, with most say this the, one did not definitely did not get her a medal like that. Oh, okay. Because no, because it usually goes like whoever's fighting for the gold and silver fight, and whoever's going to fight for the bronze, those two. Fight. Well, I don't know how this worked then, but the fight she showed me would not have been a medal win. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it's a that 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 that, and she gets kicked in the head. And she goes, in the head. I don't remember anything after this. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes concussions are nature's way of saying you don't need to know. Oh, concussions. Did I Con- just segue? You, you did. I. Where did I put my phone? One second, vamp. All right, vamp. vamp. I don't know how to talk by myself. Well, we're about to this, talk is, this, is why, this is why I have a partner, so I don't have to do this. What, you, what does it look like? They right oh, found it. How is it out of arm's reach? That's what I want to know. That's my thing, not your thing. Set it down and got into the podcast. Oh, how dare you? Yeah, I know. Um, so let me get to this. I got to go back to here. Oh, by the way, my wife just came home just before you got here. Yeah, another flat tire? Yes. You have gremlins. So after this, yeah, yeah I've got to go and change your tire. You must be like NASCAR pit crew. Just about. I wish I had better equipment. Yeah. I do have my actual like mechanics jack, but it's still in the box. Never been opened. Never been used in the trunk of my car. Now might be the uh, perfect time to leave that in your wife's vehicle. <laughs> yeah, but it won't fit nicely, and it'll be. Rem- she don't want it. Oh. it it's it's big. All right. How uh, big is it? How big <laughs> is it? So here we are. Eight inch. You, <laughs> you, you threw some some homework at me. Hmm. I wouldn't call it homework. I would suggestions of entertainment. I take that as homework. Okay. So yeah, you said Kabashi versus Takayama. Yes. Now you didn't specify which. I uh, watched two thousand. Yeah, that was the one. That was uh, the title defense. Okay. Not knowing any of the story, any yep. of the history whatsoever. Triple. Crown. I have one question. Okay. Shoot. Who slept with whose wife? Nah, that's just business, baby. Because that was one of the most brutal fights I have seen. Yeah. Because and and it was what what was making me I was wincing because they kept chopping each other in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they they realized, oh, we better stop that. Uh, eventually, yeah. Kenta Kobashi was triple crown champion at this time. Um, his biggest offense was like the chops, and his finish that, was the lariat, the, the the right arm lariat, right arm lariat. So I caught that much because yeah. the way they were killing that arm, yes, <laughs> that was the whole. The offense was focused on taking away that lariat. But yeah, Kenta said. I think Takayama popped him once, and then Kobashi's like, motherfucker, and just started to wear out Takayama's head with those chops to the top of the head. Oh. And like the From the ear up seemed to be the target area. I, I, don't, I, didn't, even, I didn't touch the remote. I, I know the move. I think the whole match was 20 minutes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
Um, they pop up the time at the end. Yeah. If you, if you know what to look for. Um, so I I don't know how far in, but it got to a point where just me, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> just just stop. Yeah. I, I can't watch anymore, but I couldn't look away. The 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 Takayama strikes to <laughs> Kenta's arm. It was just like, oh man. Like it was just that but, style of I like watching that style of wrestling, yeah. but it just they it looks so real because it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, but, that's King's Road style. Oh, yeah. I I love it. Yeah. But it's just so. But you understood. You understood what Takayama was doing. Yes. He because he Takayama knows everybody knows that it's the lariat that's going to finish you, mm-hmm. and if you damage that arm, you focus on that arm, you take that away from yep. uh, Kenta Kobashi, and that whole all, all Takayama's offense was focused on destroying that oh. right arm, and I'm just like. This is a master class right now. And I did follow that up with your second suggestion. Oh, yeah, the Minoru Suzuki. The man. Kobashi versus Suzuki. Yeah. And now, yeah, I Suzuki all friggin' day. Suzuki yeah. will probably go down, in my mind, as as very, one, at the top of my list of favorite wrestlers to watch. Yeah. Wow. And he said he, his same, same idea. This was uh, a Noah title defense. Um, oh, so this was Noah? Yes. That okay. was, uh, the Suzuki match was 20, oh, uh, 2005. Yep. Um, at this point in time, um, Kenta Kobashi is pretty much immobile because his knees are have been destroyed from... Couldn't really tell in this match. You, I can tell the difference. Okay. And he's just like, oh, he can't... He can barely move. Okay. And... The size difference between Kenta Kobashi and Minoru Suzuki. Okay, you know what? Now that you you say that, that just okay. I was just really focused that Suzuki was so quick. Yeah, and it was yeah he's quick, but Kobashi's also slow. Immobile. Yeah. yeah. So, so Kaba- uh, Suzuki was playing that up. There, like the opening sequences of the match. <laughs> Like he, where Suzuki was ducking away and and smacking uh, Kobashi and stuff like that. That was to display I'm faster. We everybody knows this dude can't walk anymore, <laughs> and it became a contest of who's going to catch who first. <laughs> and eventually, Kenta Kobashi will get you <laughs> with that lariat. He's gonna get you. He's going to get you <laughs> because he he was. Cena-esque in his popularity. I've, I've gathered that. Yeah. So he was like, whereas like Cena, Cena will always get you. Kenta Kobashi will always get you. And he's going to hit you in the face with that lariat as hard as humanly possible. And it didn't make uh, Suzuki look bad at all oh. because he was vicious. Yeah. I love watching Murder Grandpa. Yeah. So it said <laughs> even he, though that he wasn't quite Murder Grandpa then yet. No, he was Murder Uncle. Murder Uncle. Yeah. He's much much younger back. How long has he been wrestling now? A long time. Is he over thirty years? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It said he like he said he he didn't start in pro wrestling. He started well, he started pro wrestling, then he branched off to Pancrase. Right. The first one of the very arts. first MMA. Yeah. Yeah. And then he 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 did a bunch. Why are you not opening? There we go. So it, he's he's been around forever, 
and like he was doing MMA before anybody knew what MMA was. And like some of it may have been worked MMA and a lot of it like it all depend on who he was in the ring with trying to get he a, a lot of them would do in business finishes. So whereas for for the business finish the Japanese guy knew it was a work if it was a like a, a North American guy, I had no idea it was a work. Okay. So the Americans going in there thinking it's the straight up shoot fight. Oh shit. Right. And the Japanese guy's going like, Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. <laughs> <laughs> and then take a vicious looking uh finish at the end. Well, that picture I sent you. Yes. I'm sorry. Anybody who willingly wants to be in across the ring from that, oh. <laughs> you really need to check your life choices. Yeah, but I, here, here's the thing. Like, who was it? Uh, who was the, uh, the 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 women's wrestler that I that tweeted about it? Uh, Shayna Baszler won. Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I'm like, why do you willingly? Like, I know you've seen that Osaka match. You, why would you want to say I want some of that? Uh, <laughs> probably the same reason That's why. That's kind of stupid, is what that is. <laughs> it's the same reason that Oscar wanted that match. Just to say they could? Just to say they could. Uh, Minoru Suzuki was born June 17, 1968. Okay, so he's uh, only six years older. Yeah. All right. So but He's not as old as I thought. No. Okay, because I, th- I thought he was in his 60s. No. Okay, uh, so he's only, he's only like 56-ish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 54. 54. Oh. 54. Okay. Uh, started his years active, started... Um, uh, 1988. This is Wikipedia. Take it for with a grain of salt. All right. Uh, he went 1988 to 1993 uh, doing MMA shoot fights. Okay. Uh, 2003 to present doing professional wrestling. So his mixed martial arts record: total fights, 30 wins, three by knockout, 22 by submission, four by decision, one by disqualification. 19 losses, 5 by knockout, 9 by submission, 5 by uh, decision. Huh. Yeah, so Suzuki was a co-founder of Pancrase, one of the first mixed martial arts organizations in the world. Uh, yeah, so Murder Grandpa is... I, uh, I just, I love watching him work because he's just vicious. Yeah. And when he's in there with the right opponent, it's just magic. Like him and Danielson. Yeah, that was yeah. that was something to watch. Well, that uh, the Danielson match is very memorable. The Bloodsport match with Josh Burnett, yes, was yeah. Uh, you showed me that one, yeah. Very memorable. That was really awesome. Yeah. So you get some of the the, the earlier matches with like Kenta Kobashi and those guys. Like you did a lot. They did a lot of cross promotion with. Uh, Different those different promotions in Japan. Say what you want about like some of how the what's going on with some of these companies and whatnot. The fact that we are seeing a lot of these crossover dream matches right now, yeah. like this is this is just a great time for that kind of wrestling. You know, yeah. I'm like I would have much preferred it back in like the 90s. And stuff. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm biased on my the age of wrestling. That I, I completely like. understand that. Oh. It just it wasn't going to happen. There was oh, no. way too much to get in the way. But the fact that we're finally at a point where it is happening. It can happen. Yes, it can like, happen. And, and more and more. I think the strangest things are happening. 
That is true. You know, almost on a daily basis. <laughs> right. Yeah. You within just like, the pro wrestling world is is rocking with something else. Just it's weird. It's absolutely weird the way things are playing out right now. All that the, you got WWE flipping upside down with Vince back again, and who knows where it's going to go, and, and all that yeah. shit. And you got AEW going going nuts, and like it's just. <laughs> There's, there's more soap opera off camera. Right, right. And this is the behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody knew about in the past. This is the kayfabe stuff that, right? like, you, you used to just watch it, and it was like, whoa, what's going on? And, and I'm going to be honest. I hate it. I do. I, I, I want kayfabe back, and I know we can't. That, I, that, I know we can't. That genie is out of the bottle. I get that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just try to find... Those nuggets that I like, and I just hold on to those nuggets. That's the only. Thing, that's the thing you can do. Like if you if you love the kayfabe era, you go back and watch some of the older stuff. Watching a lot of these retro ups and downs from Simon Miller is yeah. making me like, yeah, okay. I can. I, and I've watched. Go gone back and watched a couple of those matches. Yeah. You know. So okay, if your air quote homework, I, I was gonna watch a couple of these matches and send them to you, but I got sidetracked doing other stuff. Yep. Uh, Manami Toyota, All Japan Women. Okay. I've heard that name and yeah. I've like seen references yeah. lately. So Manami Toyota, you're going to want to watch uh, her versus Akira Hokuto. Okay. And Aja Kong. All right. What I'm and going to do, Bull Nakano. I'm going to bring up YouTube on my laptop. Right. And I may as well search okay. for them right now. Get them queued up. Yeah. So you may as well watch all all Japan women from that era. <laughs> well, that's a little much. Okay. But but this is the this is the best re- okay, of I've shown you All Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan from back in the day and stuff like that. I'm telling you with no word of a lie, All Japan women back in that era was the best pro wrestling ever. Okay. So So you're saying All Japan women. That's it. AGA, AJW Manami Toyota was the goddess of pro wrestling. Dream Rush, nineteen ninety two. That's a review, mm-hmm. but oh, okay. Well, I, now I have this in my queue, and I'll see what I can find there. So there's there's matches. Um, the one with uh, Toyota and Hokuto. Those are the like the super standout ones. And so what? Air? What's the? This is the early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I had this uh, thought thinking about this stuff uh, the other day, and I'm like, Japanese wrestling. Like, I, I my first real seeing what real Japanese wrestling was when was that day at your place. Okay, okay. Prior to that, I had seen a few, I think, clips on like that uh, that wrestling clip show on yeah. TSN yes. with Ed Whalen. Yes, I think every once in a while they'd bring up a little bit of that. Yeah, well, you would get guys come from new japan would go to calgary for stampede right because uh Cal- stampede wrestling and new japan had a working relationship so a lot of the guys like uh jushin liger and those guys would, i remember seeing liger yeah, on stampede wrestling they would come and do their excursions at in calgary is did benoit go uh, excursion from calgary there yes okay yeah. so that's where white peg or was it pegasus wild pegasus wild pegasus yeah Okay, because I, I I saw Benoit's rookie years in in Stampede. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know. So he started he started in Stampede, and then okay, he's everybody's going like you're too small, 
And he goes like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Watch me over here. And they're like, come on back. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm making way too much money over here. <laughs> so. So, okay. Uh, yeah. It, but Japanese wrestling was like, oh, it's real over there. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was. Well. It was like an urban legend at Japanese wrestling. Oh, yeah. they wrestle for real yeah. over there. Well, you look at uh, that era, that time frame. Um, that's when the WWF was taking over. And, like, yep. all you could really watch was WWF. And at that point in time, everything was a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And then you get those little glimpses of the Japanese matches where they're like, wait a minute. Why, why, isn't, why isn't this, like, a comedy? Why are they, why are they killing each they're other? They're fighting for real. Yeah. So you, you got such a, a dichotomy mm-hmm. uh, when, when you go from, I can't, like I said, when I think of the comedy, the cartoon characters of wwf like akeem the african dream and those oh, those guys yes, like yes. typhoon and i Boat. just saw yeah. a top 10 list of like ridiculous gimmick changes or something and akeem i think was the number one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i don't i don't know how do you get from one man gang to akeem, to akeem the, the african, african dream. dream i don't even know if if one man gang is is black, what, I don't know if anything. But Vince says you're now black. Guess what? You're now black, and you're doing the jive dances and you're wearing the daishiki. And I'm just yeah. like, oh. And then you're getting managed by Slick, and I'm just like, well, I guess he's black now. So, <laughs> and you had to accept it. <laughs> And Akeem had to accept it if you wanted to keep cashing those checks. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. Seeing some of that stuff from way back in the day is just, wow. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Wow. And But we cheered. We were, we, were, we were all in. Absolutely. I hated Hulk Hogan. I was a Piper boy. Uh, no, I, I was definitely a Hulkamaniac. You're a Hulkamaniac? I was, I was a full-on Hulkamaniac, yeah. for sure. Drank yep. the Kool-Aid. I, yeah. Oh, yes. I was all babyface. Oh, definitely. Saying your prayers. And I was like, vitamins. come on, come on, Hulk, get your hands on Bobby Heenan. Yeah, come on, hit him. You know, yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you can't have a good Hulk Hogan without a great Bobby Heenan. Exactly. So. And to, to me, that's where I, where, where I see a lot of MJF. He definitely has absorbed a lot of Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan, Piper. Um, I you, you mo- for me, it's, it's the way his mannerisms and just the way he, all his heel shenanigans. It's it's so Bobby Heenan. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> chicken shit, chicken shit heel and Bobby Heenan oh. doing everything he can to stay out of that weasel costume. Yeah, yeah. I like I love it. Yeah, it's 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 it just works. So, because and, we haven't seen it in decades. Yeah. And then somebody has come along and goes like. But well, he's he, doing it and he's doing it and it, it's, he's doing it so openly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But we're eating it up. Absolutely. Totally going to eat it up <laughs> because it's great because it's so fucking different than everything else. And even in his current title reign, he's still following the exact. Same playbook yeah. he's had his entire AEW career. Why change it? He doesn't go after you. You got to come to me. Right. And you got to get through these five guys first. Okay, okay. Here's another guy that used to do that. His name was Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. 
So MG, that's why MGF is the perfect heel right now because he is he's got from this great thing yeah. and this great thing and he's found a way to use it all of the, it. Well, okay, what it's is like that guy that uh, the image from DC Comics that had all the rings, all the different yeah, colored rings. Yeah, yeah, that's MJF right now. So, well, okay, what Flair used to say: "To be the man, you have to beat the man." Mm-hmm. And said, "MJF's doing that specific thing, so it, it's working." Yep, you can't. Okay, you can't sure. Deny his, his promo last week was a little. Hey, thank you. Hey, everything can't be a home run. Sometimes uh, just a fucking duck fart single <laughs> is fizzle, all you need. Yeah, a little fizzle, you know. Oops, oh well. But, but, <laughs> at least he didn't pull a hager. That's true. I'm going to rip your face off your face. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> hey, hager's getting paid, you know. His, his gimmick now is I love this hat. That, yeah. that fucking purple bucket hat. Dude. <laughs> You talk about the hat. The that, hat's that, everywhere now, man. That is a <laughs> that is a staple with the boys. Oh shit! Because remember how oh, we fuck. talked about? Yes, you. To- yes, I talked about the WCW pay per views <laughs> where we would go wrestle. Sean and <laughs> Nate had a series of matches over the hat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. I forgot about that. Over, somebody was trying to win that love of the hat back, <laughs> and it turned into a series of violent matches to uh, try and get the hat. And, and then long before the day of cell phones, oh, yeah. there's no video of that nope. shit. Nope. nope. See, this is this is the fucking thing that fucking everybody accuses the Chatham guys. You're not you're not fun. You're not charismatic. You're not this. You're not that. If only we had been able to show then some of this stuff, like little flashes of charisma. like That's exactly always been the problem with wrestling. Yeah. You know, you're working with a certain company. They only let you do certain things. And then you get out there and, whoa, you either really shine because you get to do what you want or you, no, you can't hack it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this went when... When uh, Shauna Danger Boy came back from their... uh, excursion to the south they came back with uh a very southern comedy wrestling mentality okay and me and copeland got caught up in the wake just because <laughs> of i might have told you this um we did a six-man tag match in Brantford or something like that it was me and copeland Versus Mantis X, Danger Boy, and Nomad. And. Um, okay, I know I have not heard this one. No? No, because, uh, yeah, I know behind that curtain. Yeah. I'm going to need an explanation. <laughs> okay, so who were you playing? <laughs> Who was I playing? Yes. I was Iron Mike Albright. Okay. Who was Nomad? Nomad was another promoter. Uh, he got thrown into the mix at the last possible second. That wasn't an alter ego of yours? Nope. Oh. Nope. Okay. All right. No. Nope. But Mantis X. Mantis X. Explain. You know who that is. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm ripping back the curtain. I'm breaking kayfabe. That's, that's Shooter. That's his But mask. he wasn't he on your side? 
No. Okay, wait a minute. Who's on your side? Who's on your side? On my side. Yeah. We were the heels at this point. Okay. Colin Douglas. Oh, okay. So I thought you said shooter there. Sorry. No. Okay. Colin Douglas, myself, and Kid Copeland. Okay. Versus Mantis X, Danger Boy, and Nomad. Okay. All right. Never mind. I rescind. Obviously, the weed's still kicking in. I, for some reason, thought you had Shooter beside you, and then he was wrestling Mantis X. What? No, 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 no. Okay. And I thought, I thought for some reason, you had a a Nomad gimmick at some point. No. Briefly. No, that was not me. Okay. No, this Nomad basically was, he tried to be the crow with a mask. Okay. And no body or Uh, size. I saw that at the Florence Wrestling Federation the one time I went there. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, probably. Which I think in that same match, I also would have seen a young Eric Young. Oh, definitely, because that's <laughs> who ran that promotion. So, so. Anyways, no, but the, the, so the yeah. Continue with this. Sto- yes, yeah. I I don't think I've heard this story. Okay, this is I believe Copeland's first match, like first one or two matches or something like this. Okay. Goes out there, and for, before we even the before the show even started, the boys went hunting for stuff to use in the match. Oh God! And they come up with a pylon and a chair that that had wheels. And so when the, when the building would set up, they would stack these all the other chairs on the chair with wheels and wheel it in. Okay, and stuff like this. They found that chair. So, I I took my to start it all off. I said I took my water bottle. And I said spray sprayed myself down. Looked like I worked up a sweat warming up in the back. What? What? Yeah. Um, get in the ring. <laughs> Man, Mantis and Danger Boy. They're standing on the apron, and they go, "Ref, ref!" They stop the match dead. Ref, ref. The ref goes like. What the ref has no idea what's going on. He is not <laughs> not been in in any of the conversations. Of what's going on? They come at. They go. He peed himself because I've I'm, I've got water all down the front <laughs> like this, and I do the spin in circles and like this. I, I take my hand and I rub it. Down oh the box. no. And I stick it in the ref's face. I go, that does that smell like pee to you? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Copeland jumps in the ring without missing a beat. He goes, he's got a glandular problem. Thank you very much. Stop making fun of him. <laughs> At this point in time, Colin, Colin's been around for a while. I'm just, I'm a little surprised. Copeland was like that comfortable with you guys at this point, or like this early in. Yep. All right. That's so, cool. Colin, Colin's standing on the apron. He's got his head down in the turnbuckle and he's fucking vibrating. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> Danger Boy and Mantis X's partner has fucking disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did Nomad go? I look around. He's noped out of there. He's sitting in the front row like, I can't keep up with this shit. I don't know what to do. He's now left the match and became an audience member. And we're just like, fuck it. Okay, we're on. And it just turned into a fucking wild brawl. At one point in time, Copeland ends up getting the pylon 
over his head. <laughs> Sat in the chair and run into a wall. <laughs> and we're just going back and forth. And honestly, I have n- I can't remember. Obviously, Copeland took the pin to lose. But we're just like. As the young boys As do. the young boys should. And we're just like. He just fucking went wild for 20 minutes. Did Nomad ever get back into the match? Eventually, he's just like, I don't know what to do. And you're just like, hang on, you're over my son. <laughs> so there was there was another time. I it, don't think I've ever heard a story about a pylon. No, well, okay. Here's This is the thing. Um, Mantis X would go to a building wherever we're running a show. And the first thing he ever did before saying hello, dropping his gear off, he would look for stuff to use in his mouth. <laughs> we went to a, uh, I think we were in Cambridge, and uh, we were at a boys and girls club or something like that. And <laughs> Mantis gets there, he starts looking around, and he goes, okay. Like, he doesn't tell anybody what he's doing I know he's looking for stuff. I don't know what he. I don't know what he's coming up with. But he, I know for a fact he's found something that he's going to use in in his match. So he's in Mantis X is in there with um, Hitman for Hire. Copeland is. I don't think you've ever met him. Don't, doesn't ring a bell. No, doesn't matter. Okay, doesn't matter. He doesn't factor. Yeah. Copeland, there's a, at this Boys and Girls Club, there's a, like a raised running track. He's up there with a camera. Okay. Filming everything. Uh, Mantis X is in his match with Hitman for Hire. Hitman for Hire picks up Mantis X, gives him a body slam. Mantis X screams like he just got stabbed. And he rolls out and like, ah, ah. He's rolling around on the, on the ground. And he takes off towards the back of the boys and girls club i'm in the doorway i'm watching this i'm going oh no <laughs> here, it comes. here it comes the promoter comes up and he's watching he's going what the fuck is going on i go it's just about to get fun <laughs> so mantis x fun so, air quotes fun air quotes <laughs> Well, fun for Mantis X. Everybody else is just at a complete loss. This is right kind now. of an Andy Kaufman moment. It is. <laughs> it's only funny to the guy doing it. Right. So Mantis X takes off to the back of the this Boys and Girls Club. He has found <laughs> gymnastic mats. Oh, God. Like the thin pads. Like yeah. Scoops up. He's got a fucking massive arm load of these things he can't see and he's walking this stuff back towards the ring he finally he bumps into the ring he goes there and he hucks all these mats into the ring hitman for hire is back enough like what the fuck is going on mantis rolls back into the ring and he starts spreading the, the, the crash pads out i'm at he goes Come on, do that again. This <laughs> ring is way too hard. It's going to be fine now. So, I'm I'm at the door. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I did not so, see enough Mantis X. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody saw enough Mantis X. Oh, so God. the promoter's looking at me. I'm like, I'm dying laughing. Mantis X... Now takes another body slam, 
and he still screams like he got shot, but he's just like, oh, it was better, but it still sucks. <laughs> the promoter looks at me and he goes, uh, is, is Mike going to be able to keep up with him? I went, nope, not a fucking chance. <laughs> so they wrestled the rest of the match with all these little crash pads in the... On the video camera, you can hear Copeland laughing as he's recording these matches. My match on that show, I was a champion at that time, and uh, I ended up wrestling Killer Kowalski Jr. The dude is legit seven foot tall. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. Is he actually related? No. Okay. He's just... Gimmick. Got it. Gimmick, yeah. So I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Uh Uh-oh. Scrubbing a drink. Ah. I'm out. So I'm, I'm, I talk to him before the match and we kind of get the idea of what we're going to do. And, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you go like, okay, how do you wrestle a dude that's seven feet tall, completely immobile and doesn't want to do anything. So this is one of those tests as like, as a champion that you get like, yeah, okay. I'm I'm considered a heel at this point in time because this guy is air quote an attraction because of his size and stuff like this. I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do? Uh oh I know. The like I cannot take this match seriously. It's going to be a comedy shit show. So we go in there ding and I'm just like, fuck, all right. I go I put my hand up for a fucking test of strength. And he's like, he's seven feet tall. He's like a foot taller than me, easy. And his arm's like way up there. That's, that's a traditional big guy like, thing, yeah. I'm like, fuck. All right. So I roll out of the ring. I grab a chair. And I throw it in there. I stand up on the chair. I go, come on. Like this. He puts his hands up. His arm is still higher than mine. <laughs> like, fuck. So we lock up. And he, of course, I'm losing. I like this. And he, he brings me down. And I, and I sit on the chair. And it's like, he's like, you can't go any farther because I'm sitting on the chair. And we're, we're, I ended up giving him a belly-to-belly suplex. Really? Really. He was not. Speaking of belly-to-bellies, Hook did that to Big Bill. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. And it was uh, kind of like in the same same vein. Yeah. And so, like, he was, I, I hooked this guy up. And I said, I hook him up and he's just like, what? And I pop, pop my hips and he's off the ground for the first time in his life involuntarily. <laughs> oh, he didn't know you're doing he this. He had no clue I was doing this. And I, I, I got him up and I turned him and I hit him and he's just like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, like, he was, he was not. It was it was a super safe bump. He didn't get high off the ground because he, he tried to sandbag me. But I was like, nah, you're going, bitch. This, <laughs> this is my thing. You're fucking going. So I, I, I popped He thought you were going to do the... Ah, yeah, 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 no. That ain't happening. They said, I, g- I gave you the ha-ha at the front with the, the test of strength stuff. Now... Yep, you're, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Shine a little <laughs> bit here. So, yeah, I did pop him over. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Is that the finish? Uh, finish with some bullshit. 
Okay. There's well, like, it probably would yeah. have to be, right? So it was, I think it was like, there was a run-in. Got to protect the attraction. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I said, that guy was money. Not really, but it was it, it was what it was. Anyway, it was, it was a fun match. Um, yeah, again, I did a, a jumping side headlock to get this guy. I, I, hit, <laughs> I hit him in the gut or something like that, and he bends over a little bit. Did you have to use a trampoline? No, I just I just jumped up in the jumped springboard off the top rope. No, almost <laughs> just jumped up and I slapped on this headlock, and you can hear Copeland on the video like bah! <laughs> <laughs> it was just dumb shit like that. We, we did a lot of stuff to entertain ourselves in the kind of have to, right? Yeah, at this like some we took ourselves seriously, but not seriously. Most of the time, like when when Sean and I became Team Tap Out, that's when like was like mm, we're not going to do so much of the comedy stuff anymore because everybody. See, it was mostly Team Tap Out <coughs> stuff that I ever saw. Yeah, so there was a lot, a lot of times where a lot of people, um, it almost seemed like we were ahead of the curve. So when like Team Tap Out, we started to incorporate a lot of the MMA stuff before people, um. We did a lot of the Southern comedy stuff, and then a lot of people caught on and started to do that, and we transitioned ahead to the MMA stuff. So we like to think we were ahead of the curve a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it was... Which would naturally rub people the wrong way. Absolutely. (laughs) So we... There was a... We would do a lot of things, and people would get mad, and we'd be like, what are you going to do about it? Like, because we were legit shooters at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, you're mad because you can't keep up. And we're, we're making you look bad. Not on purpose, but we're exposing you. And you don't like it because you won't put the work in to, to make your craft better. Whereas we're, we worked a lot to make ourselves better. And there's a lot of people didn't appreciate that. There was a couple guys that were like, "Oh, you guys only work like once or twice a month. You're like, you're just hobbyists." We're like, "No, we're taking quality matches. We're not taking anything that's thrown at us." Whereas, like some guys would go, "Like, I'm working Friday, Saturday, twice on Sunday, both like right. they're doing shit yeah. shows." Right. What are you learning from those? Right. What are you teaching? That you know? too. That so, too. Like a lot of those guys are just like, well, you guys, you know, said you don't take a lot, so you you don't care about this. I'm going like, yeah, you're absolutely wrong on that. Like we care enough to not put ourselves in bad matches, make ourselves look bad, make try to make opponents who aren't good. They are trying to make make their names off of us. Mm-hmm. But they can't elevate their game to our level. It's not just about the money. What are you getting out of it? Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So I would, like they said, oh, you're just a hobbyist and stuff like this. I was like, I would rather work once a month and it be a quality match. A quality one. Like, I can say, like, I put everything I had into that. It looked great. You want people to talk about it a little right. bit. Right. Right. I want to remember they, that show they went to. I don't want to go in there against some dude's green kid and have a shit match because this guy has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's a time and a place to bring the young guys up. Uh, 
there was a couple times where we were just like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So, and you were smart enough to know that right. and stick to that. Right. So when we when we finally found uh, GWN, the promoter there was smart enough to realize what he had, and he moved us up higher in the cart because he goes. I know what you guys are capable of doing. I'm going to find quality people for you to put shows on. So that's where you got Team Tapout versus Revelation all the time mm-hmm. because we we were quality matches. Yeah. And like we we would even sit there we go like, you know, if this was like 10, 15, 20 years ago, we would have this match on the road and we would be working every night and we would be making a crap ton of money off of what yep. we can do. Mm-hmm. But yep. that's not the way that era is long gone. Yeah. And it said it was, it's a, it was a crying shame that more people didn't get an opportunity to see those series of matches. I, because I, I that was, a, that was some stuff I was super proud of. I, for one, I'm, that I only I think I only saw one. There was some stuff that we did in Hamilton. We put four hundred people in a hall that should not legally have <laughs> had four hundred <laughs> people into it, and like we were the the semi main event. And you can ask Copeland this. He said we walked back after there was a team tap out and Revelation just fucking went out there and tore the place apart. And we went back into the back and was like, good luck following that. And Copeland's <laughs> the main event at this point in time. And the only person that was higher in some of those matches was Donovan Jack O'Shea. Which, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. But there was like there was times where like you could feel just feel like our music would hit. We would use For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. And the place would just like, oh, it you, would you come had, up. You had a following. Yeah. You know, and but you were allowed to build that. Right. Right. And then. Being a, being a journeyman wrestler is fine, but you can't build anything. No. no. And then. Jealousy set in. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yep. And the program got dismantled. Teams got broken up. And we're just like, we, I said it earlier about Jenks, victim of our own success. Basically. And he said, we're just like, God damn it. Why would you kill the goose that laid the gold? You have, you have a, a money draw match. You put Team Tap out versus Revelation on a poster, people are coming. Yeah, obviously. Regardless of who's above us and who's below us. There's a bunch of people will come to see that match. That, that's a known match. They know they're going to get something. Right. So some people didn't appreciate that. Well, oh, well it is what it is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but so that. I've uh, I, I've continued my Taylor Sheridan watch list. Mm. I have now moved on to 1883. Okay. So this is the great grandfather 
the the family coming to Montana. Okay, okay. Basically, I think they're on what is essentially the Oregon Trail, but they're not quite there yet. They just get to Montana. It's like fuck it, close enough. <laughs> Something. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even sure where they're at. They're still a long way on the travels. Right. I'm only in the fourth episode. Oh, okay. Um, I'm loving it. I do they're, have to start that. It's um, you, yeah, you can feel the the similar feel of Yellowstone, but it is it's completely its own thing. Yeah, it has its own straight up just tone to the whole thing. Well, I also have to start watching it because Tulsa King had their mid season finale as well. That's I'm probably going to do Tulsa King next. Yeah, Tulsa and King's then I'll easy. go to 1920. Yeah, Tulsa King's easy. These are like half hour episodes. So oh cool yeah. Okay. But 1883 has been really, really good. Uh, I'm, I'm liking all of it. The daughter, who is a big focus point here, she's like young woman at this point. She's she monologues a lot, like a, almost like she's writing a journal of this whole thing, and, and it's very poetic and everything. It's really beautiful. But there's this, there's like a cute side story with her and one of the new cowboys and stuff. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's very cute and all that. And I, it finally hit me, like, why I like her so much. She looks exactly like Kaylee from Firefly. <laughs> okay. Like, the similarities are crazy to yeah. me. So, no wonder. <laughs> I'm getting a huge Kaylee vibe off her. Who's the actress? I don't know her name, actually. <laughs> I've never... If only you had a device handy exactly. that could access uh, a worldwide... Yeah, I got a whole laptop here, and I go for the phone. Yeah, a whole worldwide uh, web of information that was if, available yeah. to everybody. Yeah, good thing there's this database, right, yeah. on the internet. What? Uh, of movies right. and TV? Yeah. Uh, here we go, cast... Uh, come on, come on. So there's Sam Elliott, there's Tim McGraw, there's Faith Hill. Uh, Isab- uh, Isabel May... Isabel May. Isabel May. What about May? That's her. Oh, hello. So, yeah, she oh, she does look like a young Jewel State. When you see her, well, right, look at that image. Yeah, that's Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I'm I'm really really digging it, I'm liking it a lot. It's like uh, a lot. it gets uh, it's um um. Very, I want to say it's very r- real. Okay. Like, uh, like a, a more true, seems like a more truer depiction of what it's like to be on a wagon train that's traveling west. Grittier. Grittier? Grittier, but just, we're, we're seeing things that they, you know, they talk about we don't see. Yeah, uh, gotcha. You know, yeah. uh, you know, that the way people died needlessly. Dis- dysentery. And- we haven't gotten to that point yet, okay. but... Similar, yeah. Because well, there was might have been dysentery because they were drinking bad water. They yeah, oil that would water. do it. Yep. Um, there, there's one, um, and I should keep this up Why here you because keep that open because <laughs> there's an interesting casting crossover. Oh, um, let me get to the because it'll be easier if I just go to the episode. Are there like one hour episodes? Yeah, they're like typical. Okay, your, your typical TV episode yep. here. Uh, here we go. She's in this episode here. So the, uh, the actress who plays, she's, she would be their sister-in-law. Like, uh, so Tim McGraw is James Dutton. Okay. His sister-in-law, who she's a widower. She's, like, she only has one daughter left, and she's traveling with them. She has nothing else. She's got nowhere to go. Yep. But she's a very like, prim and proper woman. Oh, that's what you so want on the She's in the wrong, trail. very opinionated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the actress that plays her. 
Well, the interesting casting, when you see who it is, her name is Dawn Ole- Oliveri. Dawn Oliveri. She was on the latest season of Yellowstone. She's the one that oh, Jamie's hooking up yeah, with. Yeah, she's the, the honey trap. Yes. Oh, okay. She was on 1883. Yeah. Um, there's a scene with her that something happens, and they showed it. Oh. And it was like something you normally don't see. And they're like... This it, happens. It happens. So it was wow. Okay. And then there's been more of that. I'm four episodes in now and it's like, wow, they're going for it. They're not hiding this is what happened. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Cool. Taylor Sheridan doesn't miss. Is man. is is eighteen eighty three like a, a one off miniseries kind From of the thing? sounds of it, I think so. Okay. Just and nineteen twenty three is kind of the same. They're just giving us here's another chapter of the the Dutton family history. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're they're building the foundation. And I out. think they've announced there might be one more okay. in the eighties. Oh, all right. I think lots of lots of cocaine. I and... think my dad mentioned something about one that might be coming up set in the eighties. Hmm. All right. So I don't know about that one. Eh. Rhinestone Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't see Rip wearing rhinestones. No. Not. That would, well, 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 I don't like, even no, think. Young, he, no, Young Rip would have been 2000s, right? Yeah. yeah so this is. Yeah, even, yeah. even ironically, I don't see Rip wearing rhinestones. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> you would strangle somebody with rhinestones, but. Beth wouldn't be able to get him to wear oh, rhinestones. Oh, hell no. Um, oh, that's the one thing. The daughter, Elsa, on 1883, mm-hmm. you're definitely saying Beth gets a little bit out of her. Ah, okay. Not quite as fiery, but there's, there's, there's the, 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 the Faith Hill's line. character, definitely. Yeah. Faith Hill as the mom, definitely. Well, she, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, they're, they're married. They're married. Okay. Yep. yep. And they're fantastic on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. McGraw is really crushing it. There is a a couple interesting uh, big cameos, big name cameos. Okay. Out of the blue, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? For like a minute, he says like two lines. Tim McGraw is a former captain in the Civil War. Okay. For the Greycoats. Was oh, the yeah. So, and Hanks was a captain of the North. Yeah. And you said there's a flashback scene with, where McGraw wakes up in a battlefield. And he's all shell shocked and whatnot. Yeah, and H- Hanks finds him. Oh, really? I'm like, holy shit, oh. that's Hanks. <laughs> and then in another episode for a couple scenes, and he's got a, <laughs> a couple good scenes. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. That makes sense. So that makes sense. Uh, like he's 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 pretty <laughs> he's he's really badass. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start that one and my mom and dad have been uh, sticking with uh, 1923 and they're really liking that too that's the one with harrison ford and helen mirren Mirren. yep dad was just going on and on about helen mirren today well yeah it's helen mirren she's like yeah he's he's really big on helen mirren i would imagine (laughs) honey i got you a dress can you put this on wear this (laughs) um yes yeah i think i'm gonna follow up uh 1883 with tulsa king yeah just to break up the Yellowstone-ish. Yeah, know? this is like, it, it's tonally, tonally different I, than any of that. I like, know. it's it's a mobster show 
Good. Through and through. Good. And good. Sylvester Stallone fucking crushes that role. I've heard good things. That's the thing. You, you hear oh, Sylvester Stallone in a TV show. Kevin Costner, TV show. I'm like, no way. And then you get on. Well, of course they're going to crush. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're used to giving us everything, like really great performances on a big screen. You give them a small screen and let them stretch it out. Oh, yeah. Let them really get into yeah. it. Well, there, there, there's, I think Sly was talking. Somebody interviewed him. He goes, yeah, I think uh, Tulsa Kings is going to be his last role. So that that means, you know, he's he's going for yep. it. And so he's like 75 or something like yeah. that. But They're doing one more Expendables movie, though. I'm pretty sure there's an Expendables movie on the docket for this year. Mm, Whether one, he's in it, though, I don't know. No, the, the, one, the only Expendables movie that I heard about was the all-female cast. And I just heard Expendables five. I didn't hear anything more about it. Yeah, the one the the one article I read it was like a, an all females Expendables, and it's already getting murdered in the. Uh, Sorry, no, we're only up to four. This yeah, before we've only had three so far. Okay, yeah, so it's the, Bree's the one that had your cousin in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time I every stand, time, I, every I time. Like, that's Mike's cousin. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, but. How many Lutzes are there? Come on. No, you would be surprised, actually. <laughs> he goes by Lutz, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the pronunciation is uh, geographical. So, but. Um, I just flashed to uh, Letter Kenny and Dirtz's cousin. Oh. And they're the family names. Yeah. <laughs> like the <laughs> double hyphenated. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got you also have the apple bombs of the, uh, from Shorezy. Uh, apple Dorns. Apple Dorns. Apple Dorns. Yep. <laughs> Ah. Um, speaking of that, I've also dug into reservation dogs. Yeah, on, you're, you, you've been texting me how high you are about this. Uh, I've finished is, the first season. Series, right? It's a series. Okay. Uh, eight episodes in the first season, There's a, and there's a second season yet. Um, it's uh, co-written by Taika Waititi. Okay. A guy that I hate. Have you ever seen his like non Marvel stuff? Like, no, no, no. Okay, I only know him as for that. Right. Okay. So, so I can, I understand your hate. My, I understand my, it. My hesitation about Taika Waititi stuff. He, um, his humor might not be for you, but his what you've seen for what he did with Thor is not fully indicative of his regular repertoire of humor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I let me put it that way. Um, I'll put but, it. I'll put it this way. I will take your review of Reservoir Dog Reservation, Reservation Dogs. Dogs. It, I'd much it, that's on watch purpose. Reservoir. That is done on purpose. I would much rather watch Reservoir Dogs. That is done on purpose. Yeah. But this show, it, you only there's only small bits of that little loony Taika Waititi-ness. Yeah. Because you also haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. No, I have not. And that will probably change your opinion. Uh, or at least it give you a big gold mark in his favor. Yeah. I think so. We'll see. Okay, because you definitely get a little more element of like a Jojo Rabbit kind of vibe with this show. Okay. Um, not as much of the crazy silliness. Little bits, not much. But, man, does it share a tone of the, a letter Kenny vibe. Okay. Big time. It's got a lot of nativists because it's on a reservation what? in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Um, but they let's go then. Let's do this. Yep. Okay. There's like the same stuff. So okay, that's a native thing. It's not just Canadian native. It's a native, native thing, thing, you know. Yeah. But just the the feel of the show, some of the humor. Even though it's these kids, it's 
I'm getting a very similar letter Kenny vibe off it. You said um, Tan- Tannis? Tannis popped up in one episode in a very weird role. Okay. I don't know if we'll ever see her again. I'm sure it's a one-off. Bill Burr pops up in an episode big time. Bill Burr? Bill Burr. Okay. In a really, like, it's insane. It starts out kind of insane and gets really, really heartfelt. Okay. Yeah. I'm liking it a lot. I'll be getting into the second season this week, so. Cool. Yeah. Highly recommend that one. It's it, it works for me. Yeah. But I get your hesitation for the Taiko Watiti. Yep. But he's only co-writer. He, and he's, hey. That's about it. He, he doesn't do a whole lot with this show. It's There's another guy that does more of the, the heavy gotcha. lifting. Gotcha. So, yeah. Really, really digging that one. I found a new TV show <clears throat> that has kind of captured my imagination. Do you remember a couple of years ago there was a show called The Selection where they took a bunch of uh, civilians and ran them through special forces training. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, we right. did talk about this. I think it might have been an early episode of Dispatches. Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah. Most likely, because that's what got me into ruck walking. I feel like it might have been a Dispatches yeah. conversation. Well, I, there's a new show out does that, but instead of uh, civilians, they have celebrities on. Okay. They had, like, the last episode that I watched... Uh, Mel B from... I think I've seen ads for this. Yes. Special Forces or Selector or something like that. I, I, yeah, I think I've seen ads for this. Yeah. So it's like celebrities that think they, they're in shape and think they're badasses. Right. Trying to keep up with the Marines. Yeah. So like one of them <laughs> was uh, like Jamie Spears. Britney Spears is... Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar. Like she yeah. quit like the, the, the second day. <laughs> so they, they, they... When I watched it, people were dropping left, right, and center. That doesn't surprise me. The only ones I would I would even be interested in watching are going to be people who are known for doing action stuff. Yeah, and well, there's there's no actors really. Like there's a lot of sports guys. Okay, um, a lot of athletes. I guess yeah, actors might not be able to really put themselves out no, there like that. No, not really. <laughs> like they said some of the stuff that they they're just kind of like. Yeah, uh, normal people are just not going to do. And they don't, it's not so much Marines. They got a couple SEALs and a couple of British special boat crews and like the SAS guys. Like the the peak of the peak. As good as the SEALs are, the SAS is the guys that train SEALs kind of thing. Right. Well, they kind of started it, right? Right. So <laughs> they've been in the business longer, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like one of the guys, British uh, military has been around how long? You know, from you the know, beginning, I uh, think millennia. Yeah. <laughs> so, like one of the guys, they're telling them, like, "All right, grab yourself, throw in the water, swim over there." This guy takes a just flips off the the dock that they're on the pier or whatever. This one British. Guy goes, you fucking muppet! Did I fucking tell you to fucking flip? This is not a fucking circus, and just chewed this dude out. Then he gets him up on shore, and he continues to chew him up. And then they get back to their base, and he continues to chew him up. (laughs) They 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 put a hood over him, and they 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 march him into an interrogation, and he fucking continues to chew this guy (laughs) up. Why the fuck would you do that? Well, you said not to. You fucking idiot. What if you broke your neck or you jumped on somebody like that? What like? What if you fucked up one of your teammates? How do you fucking feel about that? Oh, I never thought of that. No shit, you didn't think about that. I was just like, get him, coach. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> but it was, that was like watching that. I was like, oh, yeah, this. 
because they had one of the one of the things that they had to do was uh they took a stripped out vehicle on a crane and they dropped it in the water you're you're seat belted into the driver's seat okay you got to hold your breath for 20 seconds the guy gives you the squeeze and you got to get yourself out of the vehicle and back up to the surface they got a clock running at uh, their windows um front and side windows so you got to go out the back of the vehicle okay so they have a, a countdown clock and i'm timing myself with these the people doing it right it's like oh that was close that kind of thing so it was it was one of those things like i would like to try this but there's no possible way anybody my age and my lack of shape could do anything like these guys exactly and i'm just like it's fun to watch somebody else do that but I could not ever do that. Yeah, I you know I I've never been athletic yeah. at all. So you know I've always had to live vicariously. Hence why yeah. I started latching on to you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was one of those. What well, you're having a show in Chatham? Can I help you set up the screen? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to be part of the show. Exactly. So, but it was it was one of those things that like like when I was 18, I left high school. I had nothing going on. I didn't get into university because I didn't get OSAP. I walked into an army recruiting center. Really? Yeah. And they said no? And they laughed me out of the building. Really? Yep. And you were in what kind of shape at I this point? I was 18 years old, just finished the high... Uh, and you were an athlete? Football career, yep. He, they, they, he looked at me like, no. Really? And I was like, uh-oh, now what do I do? That fucking <laughs> army, I was... So dejected. I said, even the army doesn't want me right now. <laughs> that would do something, yeah. Right. And I was just like, fuck, what do I do? And that kind of thing. But it was, yeah, I tried to join the army. And it, I got nowhere with it. It's well, like, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to say who, who knows what could have happened. I'm glad you're here because it would have been entirely different had you had yeah, you gone there. Yeah, some, somewhat. So... <laughs> But yeah, it was just one of those things, and I I don't the future changed at that point in time because then I was like, okay, what do I do? And then that's when I went out west, and I got a dose of individualism and responsibility as like a nineteen twenty year old living on my own. Like <laughs> nobody was out there to support me. I had to do everything learned a lot of in, like how to be the rugged individual that I am these days. <laughs> and it was just working at a video shop. I was like, this is some bullshit right now. <laughs> so no, I went out and said, I tried to get into oil rig school, got into oil rig school, never got hired onto any of the rigs or like this. I'm like, Oh, this sucks. I'm working swing shift at a video shop. And I was like, this really sucks. My girlfriend at the time went on vacation to Mexico and she came back, not my girlfriend. Oh. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I think Mike's time in uh, Alberta has come to a close. So. You, only, you, know, you know, the probably the only thing that would have made that worse? What's that? Uh, kicking the taint with a steel toe boot. Oh, game over, man. <laughs> game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Fucking Go flash home. from the past. Don't come back now. Are you? <laughs>